I'm Isael. I'm Jonah. And I'm Sam Copley. And this is Ramble On. On this episode, we talk about counting houses, Oreos, and fighting animals. Listeners, welcome back. Welcome to the season finale of Ramble On. Season finale. Wow. Yeah, season one. Episode 10, right? We uh, we have good news. Uh, we have been renewed by the studio for another season. Yes, the studio picks us up. We'll come back at you. Maybe a few upgrades. We'll see. We're still working on finalizing the details of the contract and salary, but pretty much finalized. We have an exciting lineup for season two. There's there's cool things happenings, happening. Lots of guests. But yeah, our rating's pretty good, so we got renewed for season two, and yeah. I, that was our original vision. I think we're going to come out with another 10 episodes next semester. But today, we have another expert. We welcome another guest. This is someone we we're pretty excited about, because we've wanted him for a while, but it just kind of never, we could never do it. He's a very busy man. Very busy. Hard to get. You want to welcome environmental science expert, Sam Crosby. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Two things. We did some housekeeping. That's good. Uh, Number two, we're going to explain why he's an environmental science expert. And then I'm going to explain why my voice sounds like crap this episode. I think that sounds like a good plan. Sam Copley, would you like to tell us, would you like to tell the audience what you and I have been through in the last couple of months? I'd love to. So Misael and I have had the privilege of being in environmental science with Dr. Todd Tracy uh, this semester. Uh, It's a gen ed course and we've been able to have a lot of fun. Uh, We do a lot of meaningful work in there. And yeah, what we do matters. What what was the meaningful work we did uh, the last three class periods? So the last three class periods, uh, we have essentially been census workers. Todd has really got us set up with Google Earth Pro, and he's having us do a lot of calculations. Maybe most importantly, checking the number of houses um, that have shown up in Orange City since 1985. And let me tell you, there's been a lot of urbanization going on in Orange City. We have literally been counting houses or in reality we've been counting squares that we assume are houses because god knows if it's a house if it's a freaking plane hanger if it's like a site i have we have no clue but we're counting squares how much can orange city change in 80 years is it a lot i don't think it's 80 it's like from the 80s is it no it's like the 90s to now so 30 years how much does it change in 30 years you would be surprised right along right along the path that goes around the golf course probably been a change of about maybe 40 to 60 houses going up big things happening in orange city yeah i believe it's a it's in between highway 10 and the puddle jumper we approximated that there's been around 60 new houses within the last 30 years so that's a to two houses per year so obviously really meaningful work happening absolutely and we are delighted to do so how does this tie into environmental science uh because uh that's what the worksheet says. We did initially have some questions on uh, the merits of what we were doing, but Todd was uh, happy to enlighten us that that is what the worksheet said to do. So we did it. You know, we, we are environmental science experts. That is true. But we also, you know, follow the rules and the worksheet. And that's what we got to do. I'm going to go off on a little tangent now that we're still talking about school a little bit. Can we normalize leaving at the correct time a class period gets out if the professor starts a new slide at the time it's supposed to get out? Like if class gets out at 1055 and you hit next on your PowerPoint slide, I am not paying attention to that last slide. Whatever information is on that slide is irrelevant and I'm never going to look at it again. He's stealing your time. It's time theft. 
honestly. I also think that some professors should just understand that I am just not going to do some of these things. Th this is the same class, environmental science, that we were weighing Oreos to see if the double stuff truly has double stuffing. How does that tie into environmental science? I can maybe see the houses, but how does weigh in an Oreo? It was the first lab. That's all I can offer. I'll go to bat for Tracy on this one. This was the first lab, and I think really what the goal of it was was to just uh, make sure that we were competent in doing really anything related related to science. We were just zeroing a scale, weighing an Oreo, and that was about it. Which is literally pressing one button. <laughs> I am a big fan of lemon Oreos. Ah, uh, yes. So I buy the family size. It's happened one too many times where I open the package and there's like one or two Oreos that have fallen over. So I'm missing. So it's covering the spot of two Oreos. So I'm missing one or two, but it's been getting to like three or four fallen Oreos now. So I go to Walmart and I check. I feel with my fingers to make sure that they're all in a row. And I, for like the last two months, I cannot find one where there isn't a fallen Oreo. I just imagine you in the Oreo aisle, like what a 40 year old mom does in the egg aisle and opening up the egg carton and looking to see if any of them are broke. It's just Misael in the Oreo aisle just feeling along the Oreos. So on Saturday, I was I was here in the studio watching a soccer game and uh, it was from back home. It was a championship game. We needed a draw or a win to clinch the title. It was a very exciting game. Ten minutes in, one of our players gets a red card because he just stepped on some dude's ankle. So he gets a red card and for those of you that don't know, that's a pretty big deal in soccer because you can't sub someone in. It means that you have one less player. So 11 versus 10 is actually like, that's a huge change. So that happens and we get scored on. So we're losing one to zero. That's how we go into halftime. Uh, I was pretty nervous. I was like, dang, we like, we had it. We had everything in our favor and we're throwing it away. Second half starts. We have a pretty good play. We hit the crossbar and that was like, I was angry enough at that. Then out of that rebound, they counterattack and score again. Um, at that point, I put my hand through my table. I, I hit my table really hard. This is the studio table that we use. That's right, that I have my setup currently. Cameron Brench was in my room, and he he's, I think he was a little scared for his life. Um, but then I, I made a joke. I was like, haha, I broke my table, and he was okay. Um, but I managed to, like, tape up the table, and it's supporting my setup right now, so I think we're good. It has a lot of duct tape. I mean, it is holding. This is also why the studio is refusing to fund stuff, because Misael breaks up. This wasn't part of their budget. So, so 2-0. It's not looking good. We go up to the 89th minute. Right around that time, they add six more minutes of playtime because of time lost uh this other team was just wasting time so they had gotten yellow cards here and there but then there was this play where it was a corner kick and one of their players pretended pretended he was hurt and he like rolled but he rolled out of the field of play this meant that play like the game could resume because he wasn't injured in the field and he could get attention and the game doesn't have to be stopped for that so their goalkeeper noticed this and he grabbed him by his leg and pulled him into the field at that point everybody like of my team they rushed the goalkeeper he got shoved so the ref goes in he gives a yellow to the goalkeeper for doing that and then a yellow to one of us funny enough that was the goalkeeper's second yellow so that was a red card so he gets sent off so that happens uh the other team comes to protest they also get another yellow card and it was another player's second yellow card so they got two red cards in the span of this altercation uh, so they're now down to nine people we have 10 people but because it was an 89th minute they already did all their subs 
So one of the defenders had to put on the gloves and become the goalkeeper. So they were down two people with not a real goalkeeper at all. So we had a, like a really, really big chance. So there's six more minutes of play. We score one goal. And then in the last minute of the game, we score a second goal. We draw. And that is enough to like get us the, the title of the season. So needless to say, when the second goal happened, uh, I screamed a lot and yelled and jumped up and down. I kicked my door shut and I took my shirt off and I was just jumping and yelling and screaming. So, and I think my voice is still shot from that. So that's my story. But no more furniture was broke after the win. No more furniture was broken. Did you feel like Thor or the Hulk when you did it? Was no, I felt a- like an idiot. There wasn't like a small sense of pride of like, yeah, I just smashed a table. No, it's just like, ah, frick, now I need to get a table. Years of karate training finally paying off. Fun fact, I did Taekwondo for like five years. I was pretty good. I was pretty decent, actually. Could you throw Sim Crosby across the room? That's, we don't, that's not what we do. I could kick him. That would be more judo. I could kick him in the head. I'm pretty confident I can kick him in the head. Welcome to Factor Cap. (laughs) Fact, this is a fact. This is not a cap at all. Just like I've seen you high kick. I don't know what else to call it than that. Sure. And it would reach his head. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he would land a shot if he was trying to block it. Well, he wouldn't be expecting it. Uh (laughs) Uh, My main discipline is wrestling, but I would like to put out there for the record that my kicks are also uh, probably pretty good. I have very good balance. Kick right now. Okay, he does know what he's doing. (laughs) He, so the, the easiest way to tell is if someone goes feet first, they're a dummy. You could take them. But if you go like knee first and then you kick with your feet, that's pretty good. So he does know what he's doing. I'm still confident I can get him with a spin, like a, like a jumping spin kick. I could like easy money, easy money. Just kick him in the head. I have not practiced my defense on that, but knowing, knowing that that is in missiles arsenal, I will start preparing. (laughs) Didn't one time I was I was claiming that I could fight a tiger. Do you remember this? I do. And I said that if a tiger like jumped or like left towards me, I could just sidestep it and punch him in the eye or something. I think this conversation had uh, sprung up from a video I had saw or I had seen, or maybe it wasn't a video, but just an article I read about a hiker who had strangled a mountain lion who came up and attacked him um, during his hike. It also happened outside the Dutch Mart at like 9.45 at night. Yeah, it was like in the parking lot very late at night. But first of all, if that hiker could do it, I'm still kind of confident I can do it. But so the story is uh, we decided that the closest thing we had to a tiger was sam copley (laughs) i mean obviously so he got on all fours i i don't know someone counted us down and i was he was supposed to like lunge towards me and i was supposed to do what i was going to do i i didn't even like i couldn't even register that he had moved before his hands were like around my waist and he was tackling me misael became paralyzed by the fear i that was the fastest i've ever seen a human move I think ever. That was like the fastest thing I've ever seen. What What's the biggest animal you think you could take? That is a good question. My pride tells me I want to say that I can take a mountain lion, but I'm really not confident because I've seen some videos and those suckers can get really big, really big. Do you think, do you think I could take a boar? That, I don't know. Those boars are nasty little things. Like if you've seen Old Yeller, not something you want to get messed or not something you want to mess with. Do you think I could take him if I had a rock in my hand? If you had a rock of sufficient size, I think you could take a boar so like if i'm out in the wild and i find a rock i feel like i could crush its head um i do have a question with the like 
pertaining to the question of what which the largest animal you can take does it have to be like predatory because i feel like i could take down a moose they have like weird what? stick legs what? i feel like i could tackle a moose's leg and take it down dude you are not surviving a moose you are so out of your mind right now i don't think you comprehend how big a moose is i I'm going to ask our resident animal expert, can Jonah survive a moose? No chance. I don't even think you can survive a boar, let alone a moose. All right. That's the professional opinion. Uh, I agree with half of that statement. See, but look at these little stick legs. I feel like if I tackled it, I could like break its leg. You wouldn't get fine. that close. And you're going to get that close to a boar? Well, it's running at me. What Obviously. if the moose is running at me? Huh? Huh? Well, then you're dead. Then I'm going to say something nice at your funeral. <laughs> I feel like I could take a moose. Okay. okay. You've got Google out right now. I want you to look up moose compared to a school bus because there's a video and the moose is a very comparable size to this school bus. Do you think you could take on a school bus? I do not think that I could take on a school bus, no. I think my argument rests on this directionality i think i could sidestep a boar i don't think you can sidestep a moose i think they're able to change directions faster and they have better reaction times i would guess have you seen the video of the guy that mounts the pig and then the pig just goes nuts and he's just spinning in circles by guy do you mean like a six-year-old kid is it a kid there's a video i've seen where it's like a six-year-old kid and it looks like he's just this yeah he's some farm kid or something and his dad told him he'd give him five bucks if he goes and rides this pig and he just yeah he jumps on i've seen it with a bunch of like good rodeo songs um added to the back if you haven't seen the video we're talking about i would highly recommend looking it up okay so if a kid can do that to a pig i can do that to a boar to be fair that kid probably has my body's <laughs> my body size but i think i could do it to a boar plus sam Cro sam crosby you have seen me ride a bull <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. It was a mechanical one, but I did do it. This is true. The potential is there. And I'm not sure how many bull riders uh, that are in the PBR have come from Paraguay, but I know that Misael could fill that quota. I could last longer than the average person would think I can. What do you think that time is? I don't know. I don't know what the average bull riding time is. Okay, the average is going to be somewhere under eight seconds. What? Eight seconds is what is required uh, to get. I think it's what's required for you to attain a score. And lots of people get bucked off from before that. And there's no sense in riding a bull longer than eight seconds. So the average is definitely below eight seconds. I, I am confident I can do at least four. I'm pretty sure that's strongly going to depend on the bull you ride. If you get a bull that's like strategy is to kind of lull you to sleep, then yes, you might last that four seconds. But on that fifth second, you I don't I don't want to see that for you. I'm pretty nimble. I'm very aerodynamic i don't think that's going to help you <laughs> it'll help my landing not necessarily because you're going to get more height than you want and it's going to be harder to land but i maybe perhaps but also i think i could do it here's here's the thing our animal expert just uh went through the data i lasted 11 seconds on that mechanical bull after most people lasted like two turns of that bull that guy was going nuts that's true that's true i'll give that to you my thighs hurt for the rest of the day. So you think, what's a, what's a more outlandish claim? That you could ride a professional bull for more than four seconds or that I could take out a take on a moose also i want to let it be known that upon further research moose die because they eat snails and it gives them a parasite that's just weak you are not a snail <laughs> but that thing would eat you that thing would rip your head off if it gets a good hit i think it would be very akin to a snowplow with its antlers and your body that is true i could mount a moose 
Is that a boulder claim that I could just mount a moose? I think that thing would just throw its head back and your throat would be slit. And you're going to last four seconds on a professional bowl? Yes. Cap. Cap. Dude, I just have to stay there for four seconds. Jonah, I don't think you understand how tall a moose is. Yeah. Yes, I do. Six foot. Yeah. See, I'm not claiming I can run up to a bull and jump on its back and last four seconds. I'm claiming I can ride a bull where they're like kind of straddling it. And I just need to hop and then open the gate and then I go, whoa, 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 whoa. And then I'm flying. Pretty sure that if you were to try and mount a moose, that would be like trying to mount the top of Misael's Manchester United scarf up there. That's how tall moose are. You think that's where its back is? No, they are six foot from hoof to shoulder. So it's my height. I do not believe you. Do you think it's going to let you though? There's no way you're getting that close. Boy, yes, I'm taller than a car. What do you want me to say? Look at this. Five to six and a half feet from hooves to shoulders. But they've also got like a hump back. I'll, I'll defend Jonah. And this is what I'll say. I think that if in some miraculous way I can get within arm's reach of a moose and he has not noticed me, I could break his ankle. That's what I'm saying. Look I think. This, look at the tiny little stick legs. I think I could kick him hard enough in one of those joints that something dislocates. That's what I'm saying. That you, was, you know, but you no, can't do it. You no. can't do it. You're not getting that close. I think moose are notorious for trampling people <laughs> whenever they get anywhere close to you. So even the idea of being close enough to use your taekwondo kick to break his ankle this would be a soccer kick this would be a soccer kick yeah i'm like i'll pretend i'm kicking a ball like like a goalie clearing like i'm kicking that ball so that is that's more powerful than your taekwondo training yes okay i'm not sure i agree but i am open to argumentation on howstuffworks.com they're talking about the moose population in alaska and there is more moose in alaska than there are bears they outnumber bears three to one and they end up wounding around five to ten people in the state annually but more people are injured and not killed by mooses mooses is not a word more people are injured by meese than killed by the meese. Okay, I think the fact that they don't kill people, it's not because they don't, they can't. It's just because they're not like super, super aggressive. Unless they're in heat. Another thing I have read is a male, a bull moose in heat is looking for blood. Like they <laughs> want to go kill somebody, especially a human. Why? Because they're all hopped up on, I don't know, think about it. Like they've got those hormones and if they see you, they're looking to, I don't know what the proper word would be, but they've got a lot of pent up aggression there. So is this the females or the males? A bull moose would be a male. Okay. So moose, they, like, the male and female version is, like, the same as cows. So a bull would be a male and a cow would be a female. Also the same thing for elves. I thought only females could be in heat and the males are just responding to them. I would have to check my source, but something inside of me wants to say that bull moose can be in heat. I, I just like the idea that he's like, oh my God, I want to bang. Watch me kill this human so that you accept me as a mate. If I were a cow moose, I feel like that would turn me on. Oh my Lord. I'm trying to think of what the least amount of weapons that you could have that you would be able to survive. Because bare hands, there's no way you're surviving this thing. If it That is if it wants to kill you. If it doesn't care about you and it's fine just injuring you maybe you can survive but if this thing like is out for blood i'm not sure what the least amount of weaponry you could have and still come out alive is i think if we could go caveman style and get jonah a, like an eight foot spear that he could maybe hold his own because let me think about that again because that'd have to be a very sturdy sphere i don't know i think if it charges you and you try and stick it that thing is going to break no 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 this is what you do though you aim and then as soon as you as like it's about to hit you move it to the side a little bit and you stick the end of the sphere on the 
ground propped up. So then it's just the animal against the spear in the ground. I just want to end this on the fact that it may, I don't know if it would be scientifically proven, but it is believed at some point humans hunted woolly mammoths. And woolly mammoths are like a giant elephant. But they're slow. Video games have taught me that anything that's big is also slow. I'm just saying a moose is significantly smaller than an elephant. So if it took so it's ten, fast. So if it took 10 cavemen to take down a mammoth, it can take one of me to take down a moose. Yeah, but that's like 10 cavemen too, like successfully without any of them getting hurt. I think woolly mammoths are just thick. Thick boys. That's my concern with the boar is like, I don't think I could pierce it or like stab it. I feel like they are thick. I think if you had a spear or a spear, you could stab it. I think that if you gave me the choice between like a bowie knife and a big rock against a boar, I might go with the rock. I don't think that's a bad idea. What a great season finale. I'm wrestling a moose and winning. You know you're not. Here's what you can take away from this podcast. I can crush a boar skull with a rock. And Jonah can take down a moose. Jonah has a history of making poor decisions. He said he wants to be probed by aliens. I stick by it. Wants to be inside a kangaroo. Still stick by that. And he thinks he can take on a moose. 100% backing that. I think I could kick and break a moose's leg. I also think I could ride a bull for four seconds, at least. It's possible. I feel like that's a hypothesis we could test. Maybe not like a PVR bull, but there is definitely somewhere where we could go, where we could go find a bull that is used in rodeos and see if they'd let us ride it. I'm thinking we could do that like within a 45 mile radius of Orange City. I don't like this idea. Ah, now that it's a possibility. Well, I never said I, I would be uninjured. <laughs> I never claimed that I was going to be uninjured getting the moose. No, I I'm claiming that you're going to die. Nah. For a spring break road trip, we need to go find a bull that is used for bull riding in rodeos and then make a quick jaunt up to Canada <laughs> to test all of our theories from this podcast. And a kangaroo so I can get in it. D oh, gosh. Sam, do the intro. What's the intro? I forget. <laughs> I know you say, I'm Isao, I'm Jonah, and this is Ramble On. But... <laughs> I don't know what I'm, I forget what I'm supposed to say. Last interruption, yeah! See you in season two next year.